It's Friday night, 7 o'clock. Time for the sports phone. over me for here here we go jim what's going on jim can you hear me yeah i can hear you well why are you playing the music over me then <laughs> i was trying i to... was in a rhythm i was starting to introduce the show and the music went down <laughs> and then all of a sudden you started playing it again now i gotta start over you know me I, you know you, you know me i'm a creature of habit i played the, i i decided i'd play the music longer because we were always debating whether we like our song or not so i thought i'd play our song longer and it just threw me all off and i screwed everything up this is all this has been well here's the thing though this has been thrown off since i loaded up my computer and we didn't have underwriting the whole show's out of whack and, and it was it was even before the, the the flub there with the music the whole thing's just off uh, but jerry i'm here in portland uh jim is in the philo studio jim adding to that everything is just out of whack today i'm doing the show from my work room in my house instead of my bedroom so I think that was probably the origin of all of this. Is this is all falling apart because I'm in the wrong room? Yeah, but you're more high tech now, right? I am more high tech. I have two monitors, and as any technology, anyone involved in technology, especially that is working from home, I'm sure they can elaborate. You can never have enough monitors. I have. I need a third monitor. I have my laptop in the middle. I have my monitor over to my right, but there's this big open space on the left side of my work desk that is screaming for a third monitor. I don't know what I would do with it. But as I said, you can never have too many monitors. Um, Jim, let's get a quick update before we dive into the sports phone here. Uh, we've been keeping tabs on hip replacement recovery. What, any uh, uh, major breakthroughs or, or updates um, for, for the listening audience? I'm, I'm in the grind. You know, the grind mm -hmm. where yeah. you feel, you're feeling better from a um, – you're feeling better from an injury or, or a surgery and – you're feeling so much better, and then all of a sudden you get slapped in the face saying, "Ooh, I can't do that," and 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 it's just, "Ooh, that hurts." I forgot. You know, it's 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 just not. Uh, it's I'm being impatient, as my wife says. Yeah. yeah, and it's like I think the only the thing I always remember with recovering from injuries, and I've never had anything as significant as a hip replacement, but that that feeling of like you don't feel the incremental process as much as you'd like to. You only notice the big jumps in improvement. So when you get in those gaps between those big jumps, it feels like you're not making any progress. That's Even right. though you are, you just don't see it. That's right. And it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a challenge. And it's a, it's funny. I have a, I have a couple of friends, as you know, that are athletic trainers and I've talked to them about like, that's a huge part of their job. A lot of times is convincing athletes that they are making improvement so a, so so a sports a sports physical trainer that, that works for a sports team they must deal they must have some training in some sort of injury psychology if that's even the right the right word because they're probably yeah. they're dealing with athletes that want to get back out there some some athletes probably me one in my stupider days my only concern is getting back out there so yeah. um, I, I am I got a feeling that they that must be part of their training. Yeah, I, I absolutely believe it. Um, all right, we have question. rambled long enough. It is time to start the sports phone. Oh yeah. Um, if you are new to the show, let me give you a quick rundown of what this show is and what you're going to be listening to for the next 55 minutes and change. Um, very simply put, this is an open forum sports talk show. Uh, Jim and I are here. 
to uh, listen to you, the listeners, and whatever you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Uh, Jim and I have played sports. We've coached. We've been fans all our lives. We talk about sports basically every time we talk on the phone or in person. We wanted to create this show to give the listening audience an opportunity to get in on our discussions. Uh, Again, it's open forum, whatever you want to talk about. If you don't like the subject Jim and I are talking about, you can give us a call and take us in a totally different direction. As long as it does have something to do with sports, we are all ears and we want to hear about it. Number to call is 707-895-2448. We're still getting back into the rhythm of bringing on guests onto the show. No guests this week. So the phone lines are open, 707-895-2448. Give us a ring if you want to talk about sports, anything that is on your mind going on in the world of sports. I am, uh, uh, I'm challenging the listeners tonight, yeah, Jared. Yeah. I am saying you bring up the topics and, and, uh, and br- bring up a topic. Let Jerry get both of his screens going at once that's that's what i say let's, let's <laughs> Maybe, your... if you could come up with a way for me to use both my monitors at the same time uh yeah no th- I, we'll see we'll see um but you know to, to kind of play off jim a little bit uh we always love quiz quiz questions if you ever have a question for the list for us or other listeners and you want to see if you can stump us uh, i promise i will not cheat and look things up unless i am told i'm allowed to uh so we always love that kind of stuff good stories good anecdotes uh, good, a really good anything. Uh, you can give us a call seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. You're on the air with the sports phone. Did you, are you taking our challenge? You're going to bring g- give us a subject to talk about. I give you a subject to talk about. Oh, here we go. I read on the good old internet today, and I'm going to read it to you. And this was in the um, the Baltimore Sun that Baltimore City Public Schools will require a COVID-19 vaccination for all high school student-athletes before the winter and spring sports seasons, with officials hinting that they are considering a similar mandate for all employees. Um, They didn't start for fall sports because there wasn't enough time. So I just wanted to put that one out, that Baltimore City, the whole city, is making... Their athletes get vaccinations, and I think that's the only reasonable, sane thing to do. That's, I mean, that's huge, at- Jer. That that that's huge. I mean, um, just just think. Last week we were talking about a a, a coach that left because she didn't feel safe at another high school. Now we got Baltimore, Maryland requiring all high school players to get vaccinated. I mean that that's big. Who, and she who didn't, put the, she didn't feel sorry. safe at, she didn't feel safe at a high school that had no ventilation, no air conditioning, no masking, no nothing. And of course she didn't feel safe. She shouldn't have felt safe. And anyway, I just thought that was a really good I, I was happy to read that. That's all. What were you gonna say, Jer? Bye. Well, oh, okay. Um, I, I had a question. Um, is is caller still there or no? Um, she hung up. What? I, I just I missed it. Was who put this rule in place? A school district or a county? Um, I believe. Basically, I, the question I was going I'm going for is how many schools does this impact? Uh, the city of Baltimore. Okay, the city of that. That was the part that I missed. I didn't hear if it was like the ball 
Baltimore, like if it was a district or a school, that's the part I missed. No, I, the, the like district the is okay. The city of got it, got it. Okay. Chair, this is this is really big. Hello, you're on the air. No, I understand that now. I, I understand that part now. I just misheard the. I, the I'm guessing. Part of it. I'm guessing like there's. The I'm guessing there's hundreds and hundreds of schools in the uh, in the Baltimore uh, school district. Hello, you're on the air. Well, I just wanted to make sure that you got it. That it was all Baltimore public schools. That's a lot of schools, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean that's that's and, and this, this there, is, there are thirty eight there. There are 38 high schools uh, as part of the Baltimore Public Schools District. Public Ooh, school that's system. a lot. It's a total oh. amount of students, Chair. Okay, I'm going to hang up. Yep. Thanks. What's a total? Okay, thank you. Uh, that's a great topic. I can try to find that. I mean, here. Yeah, hold on. I can try to find while that. You're, uh, while, while you're in, looking that so up. So this is, this is old. Go. This is this is old. Um, it's a little bit old, but uh, in 2014, it, it included 84,000 students. So it's a there's a few years out of date, but that was the just the first one I was able to find. I so mean, I imagine it can't have gone well, up or what's down. Go, too what's far. going on here? We're we're supposed to be from this. Well, I, I'm supposed to be from this, uh, and so are you. Portland's a you know a. Uh, up-and-coming city everyone wants to live in portland i live in california we're supposed to be cutting edge of of everything safe and everything environmental and redwood trees protect the environment everything why is baltimore maryland safer to play high school sports than mendocino high school well okay let's 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 have a little bit of a reality check here real quick just because a rule was put in place that doesn't mean everyone's going to follow it and people aren't going to fight it, right? Like, yeah, th- th- not to take this too far away from sports, Oregon has issued some rules that are being challenged very aggressively in terms of, like, state vaccine policies. So just because they've said this is going to happen, that doesn't mean it's, A, not going to happen without a fight, or, B, it's yet to be seen how much safer it is, right? I, I think it's a great first step, but reality check. Just saying it's safer, I think, is a little bit of a stretch right now. Like, let's not let's not you know over exaggerate this. It's a good first step. We don't have to over exaggerate, but we can listen. I mean, she's. I, I don't want to get. I don't want to get into the the politics and the science of of vaccinations. That's not the point no, here. I don't think we should. Not here on the sports phone, but. Um, in a general sense, it's pretty it's pretty well known that um, we're better off uh, vaccinating than not vaccinating. But I, I never have challenged that. I've never said that is that is not the case. No, I, I know, but that, that's, that, that's what I, mean. I don't want to get into that. But that's what I'm saying. Okay, then, saying is why that then we don't get into it. Why aren't other other schools in? Because it's a lot more complicated than that. Yeah, and and you know, I always thought about you know in sport. The, the, how do you get COVID? You get you get COVID from breathing hard. Jeez, that's that sort of sounds like basketball and volleyball to me. You get COVID by being close to other people. Boy, that sounds like volleyball and basketball to me. And I mean, it, it's um, it it seems like sports. This is sports, Jared. It seems like sports would have even a higher standard, wouldn't you think? Again, I think in theory, in a in a in a vacuum, absolutely. But we don't live in a vacuum where everyone where it's that easy to make those types of decisions. That's true. Thanks for being the voice of reason, Jerry. Hello, you're on yeah. the air. Sports phone. 
Hey, guys. How are we doing tonight? Hey, Vince. Hey, Vince. Yeah. So, Jerry, I want to thank you, man. I looked up the uh, Savannah Bananas. Wow. <laughs> how Isn't how it, cool is that, man? Is, I, I love their nine rules. What a great, just a great idea. Did like, you yeah. see the video, uh, Vince? Did you see the videos of, of the, the like, over 70 dance crew they had? It's crazy, Jim. Like, the stuff they're doing. I mean, if you look at their attendance records they've broken oh, and you watch the videos, there's no reason to understand or, or to question why. People want to go be entertained, and that's entertainment. It's unbelievable. I watched, their, I watched the videos of, of the, of the in-between innings entertainment they have, and it's, it's, it's cutting edge. Yeah, it, it's great. But um, that's old news. Um, <laughs> I wanted to touch. Uh, I wanted to touch again on a, on a, a little story this last couple of weeks uh, involving the New York Mets. And yeah. I don't know, Jerry, you may have seen this or not, but we've. Discussed, oh, I love this. <laughs> yeah, so we've discussed mental health. We've discussed a little bit. And we should get into it some more. Trash talking versus showboating. Yeah, this is a little bit different for context for the listeners and for Jim probably. Um, the New York Mets were in first place for most of the year. Spent a lot of money in the offseason, made a big trade at the trade deadline, and fell off big time like they always do. And they're in third place, <laughs> and they were playing really badly, and they were getting booed because they're playing in New York. So kind of should have been, you know, expected. But anyways, the players started playing better, and as they played better, they started doing a thumbs down to each other when they did something good. And finally, a reporter asked them, what's up with the thumbs down? And their response was, well, we don't like the way it makes us feel when we get booed. And so we're kind of throwing it back at the fans. So wait a minute. So they're, they're, say, they're thumbs downing the crowd? Exactly. <laughs> they're booing the crowd when they do well? Basically, basically yeah. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I, I, have the, I have the exact quote from Javier Baez. Before he yep. backtracked this all, which is a whole nother thing. His exact quote was, when we don't have success, we're going to get booed. So they're going to get booed when we have success. They meaning the fans. <laughs> this, this, this is a one of a kind. Yeah, it's new to me. I mean, if you play in Philadelphia or New York, you might want to expect some boos here and there. Yeah, but you've never heard like Derek Jeter uh Turning it back at the at the crowd when you get when when the Yankees got booed. No, I mean that's <laughs> that's the thing. I mean you could be, you could have one of the best teams in baseball, which Jeter played on most of the times, and you have a two bad games in a row. New York fans are going to boo you. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So yeah, I thought that so was a, I, I guess my my story. question, my question, and I think at some level this is a joke. At other levels, I actually I think there's something maybe to explore here. Fans don't have an expectation that they should have as thick a skin as players do like because basically players are told hey fans are booing you you got to suck it up and deal with it that expectation can't be put back on new york fans or like if if you're gonna if your players are gonna boo you in essence they don't have to suck it up and deal with it well new yorkers are supposed to have thick skin so they should they that's should what i mean i mean jim you grew up in new york you 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 you're always talking you know new york's these tough, tough, this tough crowd. You don't think they can take it? You think that they that they needed an apology from Javier Baez? 
No, they 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 could care less. They they they're just going to come back. All they got to do is win. They're going to boo if they lose. They're going to cheer if they win. It, the, the, you you guys yeah. are overthinking this a little. Bit. Well, no, but that's my point. Well, almost. No, this, no, no, I, I agree with you, Jim. This is this is all played out by the fact that we have twenty four hour coverage of events like this on ESPN and stuff like that. So the rhetoric's just going to get spun and spun and spun until that guy has to apologize, basically right. to the room of reporters, not the fans of New York. The fans of New York are like, whatever, just play better. <laughs> let's, uh, let me uh, butt in here for a second. <laughs> Jay, we, we haven't even done this day in sports yet. This is... Uh, oh, no, I know, but I want to keep I want to keep talking about no, this. No, I, I do too. I just want to say uh, 707-895-2448. Okay. I want to give a little summary here. We, we've gone 20 minutes. We're, we're questioning, number one, should high schools demand COVID testing for high school? I mean, COVID vaccinations for high school athletes. We talked about that for a while. Now we're talking about should players boo the crowd when they do well because the crowd boos the players when the players do bad. This is one of the coolest statements I think we've ever made on the sports phone. 707-895-2448. How far are you going to take this, Jer? Well, well, Jerry, I want to play off of... Go ahead. Before you jump in, Jerry, so there's there there's such a thing as a professional player, but there's no such thing as a professional fan. So right. maybe that also weighs into this a little bit as well, as the guy booing initially the fan is a, most likely a minimum wage employee, whereas the guy booing back to the fan makes $30 million a year to play a game. <laughs> What's that have to do with it? I think that has a lot to do with it. That's perspective. That's that's it the, again. It's it, it goes back you know, to what I said, and what is that that or my question was that the fan or that the player has to have thicker skin than the fan, right? Uh, yeah, oh, I see. Yeah, but okay. but I the reason I wish this had gone further was, and again, it goes back to I only think there's a few fan bases that this could have worked in. I could have seen the scenario where. This turned into a thing for the New York Mets. If if the media and the ownership had let this play out, like if the Mets had started playing better because the players were like, oh, it's us against our fans, the fans buy into it. And then even when the fan when they're playing better, they're still booing Baez when he comes up to the plate. And if they just all embrace it as a big joke, like I think that that's the potential that could have happened in a city like New York, and I, I don't. I I thought it was great. I didn't see an issue with it. I, I like. I I wish we could have let it play out longer than it did before everyone like went their separate ways and apologized. So I loved so it. from a sportsman, a, a a good sports booing itself. Now, I I grew up with my mom teaching me: you never boo the other team. I mean, that's that's a you cheer for your team, you don't boo the other team. That's right. that's that, that, that that's a fair good sportsman. Yeah. You've heard, we've all heard that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. is it okay to boo your own team? You can boo. You're not supposed to boo the other team. You're supposed to cheer for your own team. So it's okay. Take a step back. Is it okay to boo your own team in the first place? Sure. <laughs> I've done it. I have to say, I've been to many sport, like sporting events, and I've never once booed 
another team. I understand. What about your own team? Well, <laughs> uh, no, I cheer for my own team. And I, oh, no, I, 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 I say, I'm sorry. I, I've, I've never booed at all at a game, so huh. neither side of that. But I get where, where some places, and again, it's mainly New York, Philadelphia, maybe Boston a little bit. I don't even think in Los Angeles they boo the Dodgers when they play bad. It's not really something you see everywhere. It's just certain places yeah. where I think you're right, Jerry. The fans are like, we're going to give it to you. You want to give it back to me, just do it while you're winning. That's fine. I guarantee the New Yorkers are fine with that. So it's just a matter of where it took place. I just thought it was an interesting story. Hey, Vince. Ooh. Call back, caller. I'm going to take this other call, Vince. Listen up. This could be about you. Let's let's uh, call back if, if you need to, okay? You got it. Yeah, thank you. You're on the sports yeah. phone. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to make a comment about the uh, not booing your own team. When you're in a sport like wrestling, even though it's an individual sport, but you have a team, if I see another one of my... Uh, guys on my team throw a punch at somebody, I'm going to boo him. I don't care if he's on my team. That's that's unacceptable activity, and I'll absolutely boo my team in that situation. So wait, wait a minute. I, I, you lost me a little bit here. You're saying you can boo cheaters regardless of each so whatever team they're things, on? You know, like if you slam somebody in, a, in high school wrestling when you're not supposed to, uh, if that person is on my own team, I'm still going to boo them for oh, doing it because it's not proper activity for the sport we're participating in. And it's true, they're kind of individual sports because we go out for our own matches, but it's a reflection on my team, and I would get very upset when I see players on my team doing things they're not supposed to do, like grabbing somebody's fingers and trying to break them when the ref is behind you, you know, that kind of thing. Jeez. Would would you boo would you boo your own teammate for poor performance though? That's that's the question. No, I would not. Okay. I might yell at him and okay. tell him what to do. But uh, but any activity that's wrong, like you're breaking the rules, you're doing sure. stuff. It's just like, dude, don't do that, because then we all have to live with it. And the one comment I'd like to make on health in wrestling: somebody comes out there with a big herpes sore on their lip. I don't want to have to wrestle them, and I don't want to have to pull out of the match and lose the match. Ooh. No, we have rules that you can't have that. Well, if somebody comes in mm-hmm. and has, doesn't have a COVID vaccine in the middle of a pandemic, why in the world would I want to wrestle them? Good point. Now, it's, yep. it's, you know, we walk this line, caller and Jer, about what is sports when, you know, and what is, this is a sports issue. What, mm-hmm. what what do we do to stay safe? Absolutely. Wrestling. I mean, look at how close you are. I know. Yeah. I know. Huh. All right. Thanks. Good show. Thank you. Jim, I, I know I'm off on a on a on a <laughs> on an island here maybe, but I'm sticking with the if there's one city where this could have become a thing that the fans got into where like even when the Mets were winning, they would boo Javier Baez every time he hit a home run. And he, Baez would go around with his thumbs down, and just everyone's in on it, and it becomes a big joke. It would have been New York. I, I just, I wish this had been able to be. I wish this had played out longer. I, I, I really think there was, there could have been a more interesting story here if they had let it gone a little bit longer. Re, re, but you know, that's not the modern day culture of sports. This, this was on our list to bring up, and Vince brought it up, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so what? 
fill me in here. You're leaving us hanging with this one, Vince and Andrew. What what did become of this? The Mets ownership came out and basically said this can't be a thing and it can't happen. And then the players that did it backtracked all their statements. They apologized. They said they didn't mean to offend anybody. Just any like classic statement you could imagine in this situation, the players made. So so the owners came down. I was I was thinking about this when you and Vince were talking about it. Is is do we view the fans like like let's step back one more time um when the government screws up like like my school board my um my my city Mm. council my whatever the argument always is they work for us we pay taxes you know they work for us they better do a good job do we view does the fan view the player as their employee because they pay the player no, I, I, I don't think they they view them as their employee. I, I look at it more as, and I think any player, it, like, I, I'm i a Raider fan, so I've watched a lot of bad Raiders teams throughout <laughs> the last, you know, 20 years of my life. Um, you listen to their players, the response is usually, the fans have an expectation for us to play better. I get why we're being booed. That's usually the stock answer when you're being booed. Like by your own team. That's the some some form of that. When you're getting booed by your own fans, the answer is usually along the lines of they expect better. It's understandable. Hmm. I watch basketball. This is the first time. This is the first time I remember that a player has like openly went like back at a fan for booing them. I personally loved it, but like I said, it's not. Apparently, this is it's not acceptable in this. In, in, this in my life, the way I think about it, I, I I watch a lot of basketball. I've seen many of basketball teams get booed by their fans when they're having a lousy year or a lousy run right. or a lousy game. What makes this one different? Let's just sum this up and leave it, unless someone else wants to talk about it. Um, what makes this one different is the fan booing is is the player booing the fan back. Right. I, exactly. I've never seen. Yeah. I've never yeah. seen Kobe look. Up in this, when when the Lakers were losing, and the Lakers were getting booed, I remember once I never saw Kobe look up in the fans and start getting down on a fan for booing them. Right, exactly. Booing him. I, yeah. I see. That's what makes this different. I understand. Yeah, yeah. But it's a great story. I I, I loved it. I remember seeing the highlights of it. I I absolutely loved it. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Got about thirty minutes left on the sports phone here. Give us a call. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. It is Friday, September third. Here on the sports phone, Jim. If we didn't have any calls. Uh, why don't you tell me something that happened today in in the I history can't wait. Of the I've got world. I've got two good ones, and I'm going to take this. So you're going to cheat. You're I'm, cheating again. I'm going to cheat. Hello, you're on the sports phone. Hi, uh, I just wanted to touch on your booing the fans thing. There was a, a, a professional major league baseball coach that uh, wound up giving the middle finger to the whole crowd, <laughs> and uh, so How long ago. In case you're wondering, it has happened in the past, and it was in baseball as well. So and he had he he resigned right afterwards, but uh, the crowd booed, booed and booed and booed him, and he turned around and gave him the bird, and then he retired. So oh, this was Major League just, Baseball. How long ago? Yeah, I can't. I I'm not sure. I can't remember his name. It was just on a on a uh, quiz show I was watching the other day. I was listening to the other day. Huh. So it was. I want to say it was in the. 60s or 70s or something. That was the ultimate. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm stalling you right now, uh, caller, because I'm predicting. I'm looking. I I'm can't, predicting. I'm looking. I'm, we're going to give trying. him five more seconds. Four. 
Three. I can't find two, it. I can't find it, Jim. Uh, I'm trying. Oh, I'm well. trying. I'll, I'll see if I can look it up. Thanks. Call, Thanks. call Thanks. back if you find out who it was. I love that, though. Like, I, I like, <laughs> again, because I think let's give it a chance for it to become a bit. That's all I'm saying is that I just truly believe there's a scenario where the Mets started playing better and Baez and the crowd just kind of embraced each other for this. And it would have been unique. He would have been booed every time he went to the, went to the plate. He would have, every time, but, every time he got a hit, he would have thumbs down the crowd back. That's what I'm saying. You got Let another it call, Jerry. Bit. Let it, oh, I, I wish. Hello, you're on the air. Um, hello, is that me? Yep, you're on. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys. Um, so I just um, last weekend played a game of slosh ball with uh, nine of my good friends. We were a little bit understaffed, but I was just wondering. Um, Can you review what slosh ball is, please? Huh? Could you review the sport, please? Slosh ball. So it's, um, it's like baseball, but a drinking game. Okay. Um, and we, oh, were, we kind of ended up modifying the rules. It's like you. Um, You've got someone from your own team. They've got a beer ready for you or whatever your preferred drink is at first base. Huh. Um, it's like you play with a wiffle ball um, because otherwise it would be a little bit dangerous probably. And you got uh, you get your beer at first base. You got to um, – at least this is how we were playing. Um, and then you have to have your beer or your drink finished by the time you can't pass third base. Um, so you're kind of like hanging on first, second, and third trying to finish your beer while uh, the rest of your team is loading up the bases. Of course, we were playing with a lot of stalling, so like someone would start heckling the pitcher. Um, I'm just wondering uh, what the local, um, how people like to play it around here. You know, I could have looked this up online, but I just want to see if there's, uh, if there's a lot of different flavors or if there's a specific Mendo variant for slosh ball. Where, where is, can you, can you tell us where your slosh ball, are you in Ukiah? Um, I'm in Road Valley right now. The game we played was in Philo, actually. Really? Um, it's, it's not like we didn't have a league. It was just a bachelor party, and we had like huh. 10 guys. So it was like barely enough. But uh, So you made your own bases? Um, you, you weren't playing on an official baseball field either? No, but that, that actually gives you a little bit um, more leeway in some ways. And you can also, um, instead of tagging people with the ball, you can throw it at them to get them out. Um, that's at least how we were playing. I'm just wondering if people have uh, their own favorite version of slosh ball or uh, or I, what's out there. I am going with, well, you tell me. Don't hang up on us, caller, unless you have to here. The, um, and I, I got a feeling we're going to get a call, and, and Vince may call back, because I, I think Vince pitched in a game of slosh ball once. Talk about the ultimate World Series of slosh ball, caller. This was Dick's Bar versus Patterson's. Oh, yeah. And they, it was it was kickball, but the same rules applied with the drinking, I believe. And you... There, you obviously can throw the ball to get them out. So I'm just suggesting the next time you do this, it might even be safer if you, if you use kickball instead of something hard like a wiffle ball. Okay. Good to know. Um... <laughs> Yeah, or if anyone's got any uh, epic slosh ball stories, um, you know, uh, it's kind of funny because sometimes you're you're there on like first, second, or third. You just finished your beer, and then you're you're waiting to run. You're ready for home plate, and then you're out. So you just you know just one beer deeper. Uh, but I was wondering if people play with nine innings as well. I think we stopped at five. 
or six to even it out. Um, <laughs> We've got the phones are ringing off the hook. Call lit caller. Listen up. And All right. You you might have to be an expert about. Thank slopes. you. I love it. <laughs> Me too. I love it. Uh, call back if you can. Seven zero seven. Eight nine five two four four eight. Jer, did you? Hello, you're on the sports phone. Hey, yeah. Um, I don't know nothing about any slosh ball, but I was wondering if anyone in uh, Anderson Valley is interested in starting up a dodgeball league. Ooh, oh, ooh, that's it- a. Caller, if I was there, I would be your first register. I would be all in. I think, and a lot of it comes from the movie Dodgeball being one of my favorite sports movies of all time. But good competitive dodgeball is really fun when it is played correctly. Uh, are you are you sure, considering sure. Are, you, are you considering more like a beer dodgeball game or, or, or a real dodgeball? No, game? no. I hope not. I hope no, we're talking well, competitive dodgeball. Well, you're. We we got to consider the source of of players, so I mean competitive <laughs> is sure. always great. But like we we should you know just like the regular rules, and if you want to be drunk or you know happy high or whatever and play dodgeball, as long as you're not a uh, you know detriment to yourself or or any other people, I say come on out. But you know I I yeah. get one day off a week, and it would be pretty cool like if we could find a place, a gym or something like that, a church or something where there's a gym we could play. So I I I sadly am not in the area so I can't I can't participate, right, but yeah, if you ever get a dodgeball in, league started in the area, I will be there every time I'm home to visit. Okay. All right. Well, just for all you KGYX listeners out there, why don't you call in and see what you say? I'll uh, I'll Let's do it. see uh, if there's any responses. Thank you. No, Jim, I, I love it. Real dodgeball, I absolutely love it. Like, competitive. The, the, it, it's funny, and the reason I, I make that distinction is the version of dodgeball that we always played in high school was not good. Like, it wasn't real dodgeball, in my opinion. Uh, so I, 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 I'm all for it. I love real dodgeball, and again, I think some of that comes from the movie being my, my favorite. What do you got, caller? One of my favorites. Uh, slosh ball, are you kidding me? I, I've, uh, never heard, I've never heard the term. I, I grew up, you know... In a liberal arts school, we we did everything drunk, and I've never even heard of slosh ball. I've never heard of slosh ball either. But when you had him explain it, I was all for it. And then you seg- segued into uh, I didn't pitch in uh, slosh ball, Jim. I did the uh, Big Al Memorial kickball game. Right. Two two years in a row as the all time pitcher for kickball, where uh, uh, I believe it was uh, started by Mark Schaefer and Jeannie uh, Hathaway Robbins uh, from Patterson's. And I believe you, if I'm not mistaken, there's a cooler at every base. And you had to either slam a beer, drink a water, or take a little mini shot that somebody prepped before you could advance another base. Or you could spin around three times. Uh, (laughs) Those were the rules to advance the base. So (laughs) uh, you can only imagine how fun that was. But I will say... I pitched two pitchers duels against myself in both those games, and uh, pitched, I ended up one and one. You pitched for both teams. I did. I was all time pitcher. It was the it was the best thing you could be because you got to basically MC the whole event huh. and control mm-hmm. the pace of the game. It was it was I, I couldn't have asked for a better place. Am to be I right? Am I right though? Was it Dix versus Pattersons? It was Dix versus Pattersons. Yes. Huh. Well, caller, you started something. Uh, whoever called from uh, Philo with slosh ball. You wanted to know if anyone else was playing, and there, there you go. 
So, yeah, I mean, what, what a great idea, though. Just something fun. I mean, obviously, you want to be slightly controlled with everybody leaving the event, but um, kind of a fun way to get together. And, Jerry, I'm with you. I was excited about a, a dodgeball, like a real dodgeball. I mean, imagine, like, good athletes on both sides of the line. I mean, you've got, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's a lot of fun right hey, there hey, as well. Can, can I, Jerry, can I do an update? Just step back for a second here. Um, do whatever you want. We, we've got it. We've got. We've got this. To me, when when someone comes up with an answer, 1988, San Diego's Padres president, Chubb Feeney. That's Chubb, C H U B Feeney, gave fans the middle finger during Fan Appreciation Day. He planned to retire the next day. The source: NPR. Wait, wait, don't tell me. So. There you have it. That, Great. That, that, that can't be a coincidence. And that is from uh, the sports phone doctor, Patty. She, I love it. She well did, done, Patty. She did her research. Right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to I get the show back on track here because you guys are way behind the you know, schedule. Um, on this day in sports, um, Oscar Robinson retires, leaving the NBA with 26-plus thousand points. 9,800 rebounds and 7,800 assists in 1,040 games. That's your this day? That's my this day. Uh, That's one of those names, that, and there's not many of them, because I've gone back and watched a lot of old basketball. Uh, that's one of the ones that's still a blind spot for me. Is I, I've never watched a lot of Oscar Robertson. and I, I, it's just, I've tried to go back and watch a lot of older basketball, it's just one of those names I haven't gotten to yet for whatever reason. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. I haven't seen much footage. I know it's older. I mean, retired in 74. So, you know, I mean, before our era of basketball for sure, but obviously some you know big numbers and he had to have some skill. I, I watched him as a kid. You know, I watched those games. I mean, I even watched him play with Kareem when they were both on, what was it, Milwaukee or something? I, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 1935, the date is, remind me of the date today, Jer? September 3rd. September 3rd, 1935. <laughs> Malcolm Campbell, the first human to drive over 300 miles per hour in the Bonneville Salt Flats. It's something we wow. all, you know, if you're from the East Coast, like me, and, you know, I never dreamed I'd go to, to I didn't even know what California was. You know, I ended up... And once I grew up, I, I drove across the country. Just thinking, I remember hearing about Bonneville Salt Flats, and and just like, what the heck? Why is everyone going so fast there? You know, it's like, it's like we used to go, you know, behind the high school and have drag races, and they, they do that in the Bonneville Salt Flats. Yeah, three hundred miles per hour. What is the record now, Jer? The record for what? <laughs> The fastest uh, land speed in 1935, Malcolm Campbell went 300 miles per hour. What, what is? I don't know. Yeah, I wonder what the record is now. I can look. Yeah, I wonder what the record uh, is. Now. Jerry, that's what he wants you to do. Come on, buddy. Yeah, I'm just wondering. Well, I usually he usually gives me more prep time for yeah, that. It's not he usually doesn't just say it as Jerry. What is it? It's like, I don't no, know. I, I actually I thought you were a little silent there. I actually <laughs> thought you were looking it up. I uh, the, the, no, you're good. Uh, <laughs> Uh, What's the last uh, October 1997, uh, 763 miles an hour. Stop what? it. You asked. 
1935 and 700 in, in 1976 or whatever? 1997, 763 19... miles an hour in a turbo fan jet-powered car. Where was it? Uh, wow. Which exceeded... Uh, it was. Uh, I don't see that yet. Hang on one second. I don't see where it was. Hold on. Um, I'm guessing the Vonville Sport Flats. Hey. I don't hit? see it. All right. Sorry, I don't have it. Yeah. Okay, Chair. What but do you have the for th this day in sports? Yeah, I had uh, 1947 on September 3rd, uh, and I can just I can't think of a worse way to lose a baseball game. Not only did the Boston Red Sox lose 11 to two to the New York Yankees, they gave up 18 hits, and all of them were singles. So the Yankees only had singles in that game, and I'm just envisioning just like the that's like the death by a thousand cuts, just single, single, single. It just I can just imagine just the just. The, how many just singles? Getting the energy just sucked out of you. 18 singles. Let me take another call. Keep keep with us, Vince. Thanks, Vince. Hello, call. You're on the air. Yeah. You know, it's kind of interesting listening to you guys talk about softball or whatever these other things that, you, that people play and how different sports have different levels of danger when people have been drinking. <laughs> and, you know, dirt bikes, some guys that, you know, off-road, you know, whatever, you know, while they're drunk. Well, the most dangerous one I ever went to was in 1977. A movie came out called The Choir Boys, and it was about cops that off-duty would go out and do all kinds of crazy debauchery. And this was down in Gilroy in Central California. And um, what happened is, is all these cops from these different agencies would get together, and they'd go out and have what they'd call a choir practice, you know, sort of in line with that movie. And it would focus around drinking and shooting guns. Oh, and you would, you, uh, the one I was at, it was at a friend of mine's ranch. He was, uh, he was a uh, reserve cop. And, you know, they all come to his ranch and come driving in. People were pulling full-auto machine guns out of the trunks of their cars, things that you knew were nowhere near legal anywhere. And when they got done with shooting holes in everything they shouldn't have hole shot holes in that day, they got all in their cars and drove away. And it was just a truly scary and amazing experience. There was another one that happened a few months later in San Benito County, and there's no way in hell I'd go to it. Because so that experience just scared me. <laughs> the fact that nobody got killed that day, just, you know, that's your drinking games, man. But it's, it, it was the scariest thing I've ever been in for a, a drunk sport game. <laughs> I could see that. You, you know, you don't hear, Jerry, you don't hear a lot. I mean, you hear beer ball. Now Now I've been introduced by whoever that was from Anderson Valley, a slosh ball. And then we had the Pattersons versus Dick's kickball game. That all sort of sounds like fun and games. And I've, I've seen, well, I've seen people get wasted all day long on a basketball court with all kinds of drugs and still come up with something reasonable. But there's some sports like you don't hear that much about like slosh drag racing and slosh <laughs> slosh yeah, NASCAR, you know. Yeah. And so the, the, this this one that call you're still on by the way, unless you hung up. Yeah. Um, I think this one's an outlier. Slosh machine guns or whatever they're doing. It's, it's these were all cops. They were cops. Yeah. They were all cops. Oh, I choir was practice. So the movie, the movie, the Choir Boys, 
was about police blowing off steam, trying to get over the stress of their jobs. And then they called these choir practices. They would say, oh, we're going to go have a choir practice at XYZ's ranch. You know, those ranches are now all chopped up into housing develops in Santa Clara Valley now. But So this would have been late 70s, early 80s. And, uh, and it was just the absolutely most insane thing you've ever seen. And then all the cops got in their cars and drove away, just drunker than skunks with guns in there. It was just absolutely insane. The next one, I refused to go, even though my friend tried to get me to go with it. And we're calling that a sport? What was this? Oh, they think so. Well, shooting, they shoot all the time. A lot of them are competitive shooters. Yeah, that's true. You know, you have qualifications you have to do all the time. They carry a gun every day. You know, know, most of them carry guns the rest of the time concealed when they're not on duty. It's just part of their lives. Jeez. Jerry, got anything else for this one? Not to add to drunk gun shooting. No, I, I, I wish I had something to contribute to this. Uh, but no, I don't. I uh, thanks. Doesn't thanks. surprise me. I guess I'd say that. But. Thanks for the call. So, so, um, boy, we've got another one. Who's no? Who's more? Where we're going with this? This today? Yeah. Hello, you're on the sports phone. Well, I just wanted to back the last guy up a little bit. I it was uh, I was fishing, so I'll I'll give you this somewhat of a sports. Uh, you know, relations there. I was fishing in a small creek. There's a small lake near Clear Lake. Let's let the rest of it be unnamed. And normally I went fishing there, you know, a couple weeks after the opener of trout season. One year I had the bright idea to get there an opening weekend of trout season. So I go, and there's about a thousand people. And I'm like, <laughs> how'd they all decide to come to this little place? It's not very good fishing anyway for trout, you know. Well, the next morning, I get up early, make breakfast, and like the last caller said, a war zone erupted. I, I, it was everything but about truck-mounted machine guns. I think it's called Man Camp. It's all the Napa or whatever sheriffs. Now, this is 2003. I don't know if they do this anymore. But I heard dynamite bombs, machine guns. Everything you can imagine short of rocket launchers. Like, it was bad. Bark shooting off trees. Like, I'm not kidding. The last guy was right. So, so they I were just... sound a little far-fetched, but he's not, he's not making anything up. <laughs> so uh, they, they, they weren't just shooting their guns into the water at fish? They were shooting... No, they were shooting everywhere at everything, it seemed like. I mean, yeah, it was insane. There was a ranger driving around just in awe. She couldn't do anything. They were all cops, ex-cops, or cops on their day off. Now, 20 years ago, so I don't know that they do the same thing. But, yeah, it was exactly like the glass guy said. I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm ever coming out here opening weekend of trout season again. Thanks for the call. That's quite a... Jerry, are you suggesting, Jerry, that we're getting off track here? A little bit. Okay. Just, just ever so slightly, I think. So, uh, cops blowing off steam is not sports. I, 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 uh, I think there's a difference between drunk sports and cops getting drunk and blowing off steam shooting guns. I, I, I don't know if I would clarify that as a sport in it, any way. Here's a question but, for you: what What is the most popular sport to play and drink at the same time? I've got mine. I think I just figured. Are we out. well? I guess my question there would be. Does it have to be a traditional sport? Yes. Of, okay, so, of, of beer, all the... so beer pong doesn't count. No. You, that, okay. That's just ping pong. That, that, the, 
not at all. But okay, we can move on from that. I mean, because if you're saying ping pong is not a sport, then that's a whole other no, conversation. No, that's not what, what table tennis is a sport. And and, and I'm, what I'm saying is, table tennis is a sport. Beer pong is a form of table tennis. Uh, but this has it's a game. You're you're calling that a game. My, you're not calling it a no. It's a, it's a sport. But I'm saying mine's. Then big. I would. Then my answer would. Then my answer would be beer pong. My my answer is golf. There's no sport where people drink more than golf. Yeah, that's fair. Yep, yep, yep. I, uh, yeah, that's fair. Hello, uh, you're on I, you're I, on the I sports feel, phone. I, I buy that. Hey guys, it's Takaya, the whirly ball guy, uh, and I can tell you that whirly ball is the most drinkingest sport out there. <laughs> quick review, maybe, Jer, uh, caller. Quick review. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, a quick review of the of whirly ball and beer. Yeah, yeah, just in general, what's whirly ball? Quick review. Uh, whirly, ball, whirly ball is the bumper car sport I had oh. called about. It has the targets at the end, and they sell beer there. Uh, the, an integral part of whirly ball, I would say, would be the beer before the whirly ball. Um, hence the bar at the whirly ball court. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You know, right, guys. Thanks, for the, thanks, thanks for the call. I, I would say, I'd also say bowling, I think, would be up there. Oh, yeah, golf. yeah. Bowling's up there. Yeah. You know, the, the, the difference between, well, I don't know that, nah, forget it. I, I forgot what okay. I was going to say. All right, we'll move on. Uh, 707-895-2448. we got about 10 minutes left on the sports phone here. Give us a call, 707-895-2448. If there's anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports, any topic anywhere in the world, as long as it does have to do with sports, you can give us a ring and bring it up, 707-895-2448. Hello, uh, Jim, we just uh, on the, uh, we, got, we got a call, Jer. You're on yeah, the hi. Go ahead. Hey, um. Uh, since we're talking about definite activities in relation to sports, how's gambling, uh, you know, Las Vegas gambling or local gambling, or, you know, going out of the barn playing a pool, and how does that relate into a definite activity sports, and how much, uh, what, what's your opinion about which sport has the most uh, turnover in gambling dollars? I have no idea. I'm just so, out there. Yeah, no, no, I... Yeah, so caller, I, I I'd have to look up like the stats I, to see like what sport is is the most heavily gambled on. I have my theories, but my personal experience I can tell you about this is I have a group of friends, uh, probably six or seven friends, that the only reason, or excuse me, not the only reason, but the reason they get excited for college football is because they can gamble and bet on college football. I, I like that is the, they have, they all root. They do have teams that they root for, but the big reason they love it when it's college football season is they get to bet on games. Um, so I, if I had to guess, and I'm going to, I'm going to try to look it up in a second. I would guess it's either the NFL or college football is the most heavily bet on sport. Um, yeah, I but yeah, I, like that. I said, I, I have friends that all they care about because of college football is the fact that they get to gamble. What about boxing? Well, well, then that just kind of begs the question: is to are all sports and the sport, the sporting world itself, a form of gambling? I mean, it's kind of like you invest in equipment, you drive to the games, you teach your kids to do these things, even though it's dangerous and sometimes they get killed. 
to gamble on a win, on a winning feeling, on a high. Hmm. Aren't all sports in a way a form of gambling? Are the sports themselves a, a form of gambling? That's what you're saying? Yeah, you're gambling for a win, right? You're competing for a win. Um, you're gambling your safety by playing. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I mean, there's always a risk and a gamble to get. I, I think sports, I think the, the difference the difference here is that I would draw. Gambling implies a game of chance where you don't have control over the outcome. You're betting on the outcome, but you don't have control over it. In sports, there's a, a much more extreme element of skill involved that I think would not be gambling. Good point. Good point. Yeah, because there's a lot of but, but skill that, involved where the players that, but, but, have but, control yeah, over so the in, outcome. In a way, you're, you're gambling with the resources you put into that sport in sacrifice of other more important activities that could bring uh, more benefits to you, self, and society. It, you know, so so in a, in a sense, sports is a gamble, um, and that's why so much gambling evolves around it. Real gambling with money, yeah. Hmm. That's, that's something that, that for sure. That may be the. Uh, thanks for that call. That may be the. Uh, I don't know if I had a bad connection, but I'm going to go with. I'm not sure what you two were talking about. <laughs> 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 no, I get it. Uh, I was wrong, by the way. Um, most bet on sports uh, in casinos is soccer. Come on, I, I I stand corrected. I just assumed it would be football, but it is it is soccer. Um, I have I have a theory. I have a theory of why. Well, I go ahead and then because I'm I'm on I'm on the MGM Grand's uh, website. You want kind of you want this, you want to keep and, and, and say. You want to keep going? Well, if you have a theory, why? If you have a theory, why? Go ahead, but I will tell you why they say it. Let me just say this, caller. Uh, hold on a second. I answer the phone, but I want to finish this train of thought. My theory of why that makes sense is that only in America is soccer not the no number one sport to to view or to play. So you, the, the sport that is the most popular sport in the world, soccer, would make sense that it's also the, the highest to to. Uh, to get the so I don't know that I that may or may not be true, but their explanation is because of the way it's scored, it is incredibly simple to understand and learn the basics of betting in terms of spreads, money lines, and like how betting works because soccer is just a simplistic scoring system. We had a caller who's been waiting, Jer. It's, it's easy. Yeah. By yeah the, go ahead. Go by ahead. the way, Jer, before I take this call, that was one of your best researches ever. Hello, Carl. Yeah, you're on the thank air. Thank you. I appreciate it. I was going to segue right into the soccer thing because I figured soccer was definitely going to be the most bet on sport and probably the most money passed because... For the same of, reason I said? Yeah, because of what you said, that it's more worldwide. Right. And only here in America, we don't really pay much attention to it, which I guess would segue. I didn't catch the beginning of the show, but... Um, is there any updated FIFA news and uh, what's going on with the World Cup deal, Americans? If you guys could yeah, uh, you missed the beginning of the show. You, mi you, you missed you missed us talking about slosh ball, not not FIFA soccer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I know, in terms of the World Cup, though, for for that question, 
I know that there's qualifiers going on right now. I think I, I stumbled across like the Netherlands playing Norway um, in terms of uh, European qualifiers. I know that CONCACAF, which is the North America, Latin America like section is playing their qualifiers right now. But in terms of like where the, the standings are, I don't know. I know the U.S. just played to a draw at El Salvador, um, which is good. Like apparently they had a, a good performance there. But in terms of like what the table looks like or how many points you need to qualify, I, I don't know that stuff offhand. Uh, two quick questions about the World Cup. When is it? It is uh, in 2022. 2022. And where is it? It is in Qatar, which is in the Middle East. Middle East. Wow. I just heard this morning that there was um, some news on some African-American players on the European team that we were talking about booing that uh, some of the fans in uh, another country, I wasn't, can't recall the country right offhand, that were uh, booing. Uh, some of the uh, African-American players on a European team. I heard that this morning, so I just uh, wanted to segue into the booing part also. of. Uh, oh. And since gotcha. it's the end of the show, thanks for a great show, you guys. Yeah, we appreciate the call. Thank you. Chair, that's... Uh, Thank you. That... I don't know. I have my, you know, I have fun when you and I talk the whole week, the whole, like last week when we had just a couple calls and Vince called and we, we got a great topics that we talked about, but I live for shows like this week. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I love it when we don't have to do anything. That's the short way about it. That's, that's the joke version of it. It's great when we don't have any, we don't have to say a whole lot. Uh, yeah. Cause it's great. Cause that means the show is doing its job and people are calling in and engaging. We're going to wrap it up here on the sports phone. Uh, we'll be back next week. That'll be Friday, September 10th. Thanks everyone for listening and we'll talk to everyone next week. Yep. That is it. Thank you. Uh, as we say, we like it getting a lot of calls. Uh, thanks for your double dip and Vince. Um, thanks sports phone doctor for calling in with your bit of information or texting in we do take texts here on the sports phone see you next week this has been a production of KZYX Philo 90.7 FM KZYZ Willitson Dukaya 91.5 FM and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM Mendocino County Public Broadcasting you can check out our website at kzyx.org to find more content like this and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner thanks for listening